Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay! Today, we're diving into the topic of home, or perhaps returning home, moving toward home <laughs> in all these ways. And I'm doing my best here to be direct about this. Mike has been teasing me about topics of this podcast and how I've perhaps avoided many of the obvious topics. And I tend to do this really (laughs) in my life. I avoid, I avoid, I avoid. And then, you know, something hits me or whacks me upside the head. And, you know, anybody relate to that? Probably a little bit here and there. So the topic of home and coming home and really the last several years, my goodness, what started off as what, I definitely thought was going to be two weeks of a break. In the beginning of 2020, we returned from Miami doing a wonderful training and retreat there with some folks and things were starting to get more newsworthy about the pandemic. And we all took our two weeks at home, supposedly, at least we did. We're not frontline workers. So that was very much in the frontline worker appreciation, especially in New York phase where we banged the pots and pans outside on balconies and things like that for a year. You know, that was a lot to do and a beautiful and heartbreaking connection, really. I remember every day when that ritual really started, we would go out on our balcony Mike and Daisy and I, it actually gave some structure to the day. So I'm really grateful for that. It was, I think it was 6 p.m. It started, it was in the summer, starting to be spring and summer. So it was light out later and later. And I'd plop Daisy up on my shoulders and we'd bring out some shakers and pots and pans and just go for it and connect with the neighbors that way. I had never met the neighbors across the street. (laughs) We hadn't been there for, for that many years, but we tend to come and go a lot and travel around the world a lot. So this was a a beautiful chance to just come outside and connect with people in this way of we're in this together in that kind of a situation. (sighs) So 
this isn't a unique situation to me. And that's why I probably avoided talking about this. But the more I share with Mike in the morning over our kind of coffee talks before I slide up to our studio here and do some yoga with everyone on Strala Home, the more I realize, well, you know, the simple things of life that I kind of brush under the rug that, that I go through, really, you know, most of us are going through this as well. <sighs> so I suppose it's useful to wind back the videotape a little bit. Mike has been trying to leave New York City basically since I met him. I remember our first date, him really telling this to me, you know, this is my plan. I, I want to leave New York. And I'm thinking, well, I, I'm busy here. There's things to do. And I've got a long extended plan really to be here, or at least something I'd like to live through here. So we started the studio and that started to go really well. And then we started to travel a lot more. One thing started to lead to another. And my work life and my feeling life started to really reach this similar place of New York is wonderful. It's my home since, you know, early adulthood. <laughs> and it'll always be my home in that way. But I'm ready for space. I'm ready for trees. I'm ready to literally be around more trees besides Central Park and the few trees on the city blocks, things like that. So we started to literally be open to being outside of the city longer. We started staying in Europe longer when we would go for Strala trainings. And of course, when you're open to something, more opportunities present in that direction. So our good friend, James Redford, Robert Redford's son started coming to the studio and so beautiful, so gracious, incredible human. <sighs> he passed away a couple of years ago, which is a huge loss in so many different areas of artistic life and friendships and families and all of that. But he pulled us in so many beautiful directions and really guided us toward nature. And he kept saying to us, Mike and I, after class, he would hang around and share music and just be a person together with us and, and encourage what we were doing and, and be a fan in a really sweet way. He would say, I love what you're doing. Good job. And that means a lot to me when anybody says that. So he encouraged us to go to Sundance in Utah. And I thought Sundance is a movie place, uh, a hub for a film festival. I didn't know that it's also a beautiful, minimalistic resort, very nature in mind friendly in this way that his dad built. And his dad first bought this A-frame house on the property and started buying up more land so it wouldn't be turned into massive hotels and overdeveloped and things like this, having the conservation of the, of the land in mind. And he slowly built a somewhat eco-friendly place. And Jamie told us, why don't you guys go and host a retreat there or something? So Mike and Daisy and I take a vacation, I suppose, or what we kind of call a recon mission. <laughs> we go check out a place and see what we can do there with really an open mind. And we went and stayed at the Sundance Resort and started planning. 
And things started to fall into place. I met the people who are working there. I met James's sister, Shauna, and she really informed and guided me toward so many beautiful ways to think about change and home. I remember coming in to have a casual hangout with her in the office about things that we could do together. And she was saying, it would be beautiful to travel with you to the top of the mountain and find different places we could make yoga videos and things like this. And I had ideas to make videos for the hotel to play in the rooms. People could relax and unwind and get to know different areas of the property. They could take a hike up to this beautiful summit and we could show the summit by presenting a restorative yoga class that they could see, the guests could see at the room. Really easy kind of a thing. So I love to think about what can we do? What can we do? This is how I like to (laughs) be in the world. And during this meeting, Daisy was rushing in. She's a a new toddler (laughs) kind of coming in. Mama, 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 get out of here. I want to go do this. And I was explaining to Shauna how we lived in New York and we're thinking about coming here and, you know, where is home? And she said to me, oh, Tara, at least that's how it felt. Oh, Tara, (laughs) life is chapters. And she started really graciously opening up to me about how she grew up in, in New York with her mom and dad and they would go to Sundance, they would go somewhere else. And there wasn't this big deal about a place needing to be the place. And I thought, wow, that's so liberating. And it's how I feel about home in this way. Part of me felt like I needed to apologize for leaving New York. (laughs) I needed to tough it out in this way or slog it out or whatever. That kind of collective idea, that's really nobody's idea. Everybody just wants everybody else to be happy, you know, at at the core of it. So we ended up renting a beautiful house nearby and kind of setting up shop. Daisy started really too soon uh, a school, a Montessori school. They, they take them at birth, basically. And I thought she would really enjoy this being around other little ones because she's around us all the time. And she did love it. She loved her teachers eventually. But I do think it was a little bit too soon for her to head into a situation like that. So she, she did that for a while. And then we went back to New York <laughs> to do some things in New York. And we told her, we told Daisy that she can take a gap year now. (laughs) She had done enough school for a while. So we were on a break. We can do school at home. And we loved it there, but we didn't get to hang out with Jamie as much as we had like. He started to get more sick and was at home. He, He was living in California with his family. So Sundance isn't his home. He would just visit here and there. And we loved it, but we felt far away from the idea of home as well. We loved it. It's a beautiful place. Some version of us could be there. But Mike and I both woke up one day, literally this happened, and said, do you want to go back to New York? Yes. Do you want to go back to New York? Yes. Okay, let's make it happen. (laughs) And we did that. I remember there was a time when I flew to London by myself to 
lead yoga at a conference. And we had decided as a family that it would just be best if I went alone, solo mission, and then came back, which I really don't like to do. But it's not fair to drag Daisy across the ocean and back across many hours of time change and back just for a couple of days. If we go somewhere, we're going to go for a while kind of a thing. So I just went by myself. And of course, I couldn't sleep. And I was also appreciative to be there to see our London Strala friends and beyond and lead a yoga class and, you know, have my autonomy back in that way. You may feel similar if you have small people at home or just people in your life that you are always around. So being an independent person again felt nice, even though I missed everybody. (sighs) And coming home, this was really funny. So I'm flying back from London to Salt Lake City, the nearest airport to Park City. And I fly all the time, at least I used to before the pandemic. (laughs) And the flight attendant came around and she said to me this speech that she's probably needing to give the really, really frequent flyers. And (laughs) there was a, a, a young girl in her teens sitting next to me and the the funny thing about this was I didn't want to be on that flight from London all the way to Utah. I wanted to be dropped off in New York. So I was in a funky mood. I couldn't kind of figure out why. And the teenager girl next to me was also in a funky mood because she's a teenager. <laughs> she was watching Friends on the, on the TV. I thought that was kind of cool. And the flight attendant was giving me this speech that I didn't want to hear. And the teenager kind of picked up that I didn't want to hear it. And so we kind of vibed on just being a little bit emo. And the flight attendant wasn't quite sure if this teenager was traveling with me or my child or my friend or whatever. And it was never really said. (laughs) So we all just held our breath figuratively until that moment was over. And for me, that was the whole experience of not finding home. I remember looking on the flight map. Sometimes if I've watched all the movies, (laughs) I can look at the flight map and seeing the airplane and the curve arch up and over and just wanting to be dropped down into New York instead of arching over what seemed another 50% of the whole flight from New York to Utah. It's a very big country we have here, America. (laughs) So that was the moment that I realized I'm not quite home yet. So we came back to New York, but we were still figuring it out. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? So when the pandemic happened, we had flexibility. We're super grateful to be a little family that works from home, essentially. All of our travel plans, of course, were squashed and canceled. No more trainings with people. So we started to continue to do everything online, get the Strala Yoga app up and running, live classes every day. So busy with that. Things are fine. But we could be anywhere doing this. We don't need to be in New York City being consumers. I feel like a drain (laughs) on a city if I'm just simply there to buy a cup of coffee every day and walk around every day. At least that's how I felt right then in my life. I said, I could be anywhere. Let's go somewhere. So we rented a little house outside of the city for 
a bit of time. I think it was a year, actually, strangely enough. We signed a year contract to simply give us some time. And we were searching around there for a home. We thought, okay, we'll hang around upstate New York. That seems reasonable. (laughs) We love New York, but we love trees. So this seems reasonable. And then the heat went out one day in the middle of winter and it was freezing. And Daisy said to me, mama, we could move into CVS and you could lead yoga and we'll have snacks. Everything will be fine. (laughs) I thought, well, isn't that clever? But no, we can't really do that. So I thought someday it would be fun. And I always say this, someday I would like to have a little place near my family in Illinois so I can see them more often. So why not now? But the real looming kind of gut feeling of that was, oh, I know I should be home right now. It's not just a good idea. Yay, let's go home and hang around and visit family. Oh, I know I should be home right now. I feel that sense of responsibility, that sense of pull in that way. (sighs) So we started our search online. Thankfully, my cousin and my parents were willing to go and look for houses (laughs) (laughs) take lots of videos with brokers and things like that. So we ended up getting this house in this town that I didn't grow up in. I grew up closer to Chicago. My dad had a job there for my entire life working at the power plant. Not sure if he was Homer Simpson or a nuclear spy, still up for grabs. (laughs) But they moved down here a couple years ago to be closer to the rest of all of our family, besides my brother, he's in Indiana, not too far, but everybody's here. I would have moved to the town where all of my extended family is. It's like a Sam Shepard play, grandma's house. And then all of my uncles live on that road. They all built their homes. Most of them are farmers. My dad's mom lives in town. They moved her a few towns nearby to this town, you know, so everybody is, everybody is located. But again, I'm not being quite honest with myself because I feel the sense of responsibility. Oh, I should be back. People need my help or could use my help. And they're never going to ask because I have one of those families. They're never going to ask. So we got this house. That's kind of a fun house. It's on the lake. And I thought, well, if I, if I can contribute something, it could be getting a fun house where We could go out on a boat. We could rent a boat. We could, we got a canoe, you know. (laughs) We're not really motorboat people. I don't really like the idea of going fast on the water for no reason. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to me. So we got a canoe so we can kind of pedal around. And the fireworks go off right by this house. So that's kind of cool. So the house is a contribution to the family and to whoever I will meet, hopefully when we get to meet more, more and more people. But this sense of responsibility, I have two grandmothers that are alive that are in their nineties. Oh, they need groceries brought to them. They need to be driven around to some appointments. My parents 
could use some help. They're never going to ask. <laughs> Hopefully they're never going to listen to this podcast either. <laughs> a lot of things are private. I'm not going to go into a lot of details. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't with people's other people's life situations. It's not my right to do that. But there's a sense of responsibility. I can help. So I show up, I bring food. We do yoga with everybody, not in the, here's a, here's the app, you know, do yoga with me on the TV, but what can you do from where you are with what you're, what you're dealing with right now? What's going on and how can, how can I help if at all? And a lot of times that's just showing up. That's just sitting on the ground with somebody as they watch their crappy television show. <laughs> that I want to have nothing to do with. But sitting down on the ground with somebody while they watch their crappy television show is an act of kindness in some way. And maybe there's a moment I can lean on that person. I can lean on that relative. I can bring over some broccoli and rice with ginger that I made. I can go to Whole Foods that's 70 miles away, but I can do that to get loads of organic foods instead of only having the local stores here, which are fine. There's enough, but there's not all the usual creature comforts of a city. There's one health food store that's beautiful. There's a beautiful yoga studio here that I've become a part of in a way. Thank you, Barb, if you're listening for adopting me. We're doing yoga classes outside once a month in the town square for fun. That's been really nice <laughs> and helped me feel like a person. But really for right now, and I'm sharing this because I know I'm not alone in going through this. The pandemic has whacked me upside the head in this way of responsibility. I can do what I do right now from anywhere. I don't need to be doing it in New York City so I can have my fancy coffee. <laughs> I don't need to be doing it in New York City so I can go and meet up with my friends when I feel like it. There'll be a time for that again. I know there will be. And because Mike and I and Daisy as well, we love change. I have a feeling there'll be a time when we spend more time other places and hopefully come back here as some sort of a home base. But again, I share this because I know I'm not alone in the superficial feeling of, yay, it's so nice to have this change and to keep this forward momentum going. We got here, we renovated a room to have a yoga studio for Strala Home, our Strala Yoga app. We ripped up this really ugly <laughs> carpeting that was placed in strange positions in this room and brought in this beautiful, sustainable wood flooring from a Vermont company. You know, our East Coast sensibilities. Let's bring a little genius to this home kind of a thing. When this home really isn't that. It's a comfortable, way too big for us, beautiful house. It's just not our style. <laughs> we love 
simple, minimal things. But it's okay. It's nothing to complain about. It's just funny. (laughs) So when the forward momentum stops, when the studio is renovated, when the Strala app is going great and up and running, I started a podcast. There's a full plate of things to do. And there's the family to visit. And there's the family to take care of. And there's Daisy's activities. And there's a routine. There's a schedule. But now what? Now, two years later, we're here. And we're forced to, in a way, ask ourselves, what the heck? (laughs) What the heck is going on? And what am I really dealing with? I've learned so much in the last year, almost year. We've been here since March of last year. I've learned so much in the last year, not only about myself, but about people, about the wellness industry, about how narcissistic the coasts can be. And I know that sounds so like I'm bashing my own team. But really, we all want to feel better. I've learned how terrible things can be in America. I've learned that people, and this may sound normal to a lot of listeners, but people here burn their leaves. They burn them. And maybe that seems, oh yeah, of course you burn your leaves in the fall. To me, this is the craziest idea in the world. Why would you put smoke in the air and burn leaves? I must be missing something huge. But when they burn the leaves, and apparently there's some rule that you can't burn on Sundays. So Sundays are the only day we can go outside during burn the leaves season. (laughs) There's styrofoam in this part of the state. It's banned in New York. You cannot have styrofoam in New York City because it never goes away. This is a pain point for me. I get really angry about this. I did a science project in the fourth grade, I think, where I showed different materials and I put them in the ditch. I kind of nailed them down and then I buried them. Not that I didn't know what would happen, but to show that certain materials break down and certain materials do not. So it wasn't really an experiment. It was more of a a commentary. So there's styrofoam in this lake and it's it's insane to me. We have a little beach here. How cool is that? I have my own little beach and styrofoam washes up on it every day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I call it styrofoam beach. I go and I clean it up every day that I can and more and more will always come because there's styrofoam in the water. There's styrofoam in the way that some of these docks are put together on this Lake. So there are some basic things that I've taken for granted just being in New York for so long, traveling in Europe, where there's rules about recycling. Takeout isn't really a thing in Europe as much as it is here. Here you see people's fast food being tossed out the window. I saw that as a kid growing up and it really aggravated me then and it really aggravates me now. But then I think it's aggravating me. (laughs) 
it's my problem. I need to dig deeper. I need to do something about this. How can I affect the change? So I clean it up. I write emails. <laughs> I wrote an email to the town office here. I still haven't res- heard back <laughs> about getting a recycling program going. Can we do that, please? <sighs> you can drop off your recycling at certain places, but who knows if it gets recycled. There isn't recycling pickup at all here. So things that I really took for granted, I feel it more here. These aren't pressing issues, but it's illuminating to me to remember that everywhere is different and everywhere has its challenges. And also, if something is bothering me, I should do something about it. It's bothering me. It's not somebody else's problem. It's my problem. I'm the one that's bothered. So what can I do about it? What can I do about it? What can I do about it? And I realize there's a lot to do. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. listening to my friend Mark Hyman on his podcast, talk to someone who asked a really great question. And I deal with this confrontation quite a bit in my circles here, I should say, (laughs) without calling out anyone specifically. (laughs) And the person asked Mark, how do you get somebody to kind of sign on to their well-being, to take care of themselves? And I really leaned in because this is the big question. And Mark said, well, when somebody comes to me for treatment, I make them the CEO of their health, the CEO of their well-being, and we're in a partnership. I'm not going to fix this person. We're going to do something together that's going to essentially move in a better direction. And I thought that was wonderful, but it's so hard. It's impossible to change anyone. (laughs) Have you ever had that experience, my friends? When I first started coming home after just moving to New York, I started learning about eating better and yoga and all of these things. And I really brought it home with a 10 out of 10 energy. I brought a juicer. I started throwing everything out in my parents' refrigerator. I said, we grew up like hippies. What happened? The 90s, you're listening to all the TV doctors tell you what to do. You're buying all this crap. You've got a Lestra in the house. You've got fat-free ice cream. Oh, you can eat more if it's fat-free. No, (laughs) come on. But it's really hard to go against the messaging of marketing. It's really hard to ask yourself, is that true? Should I be eating a carton of ice cream even though it's fat-free? So many 
lies about our well-being <laughs> we've been told <laughs> through commercials, through television commercials and tricky coloring and smells and all of these things. But I got lucky being in New York is a gift to learn more, to remember and to find the beauty and how good it feels to choose better, more connected, take care of each other as a community, not just focus on yourself, take responsibility for your well-being, not just rely on a pill to fix you. And that desire needs to come from within. So being home for me has been a crash course in how can I take better care of myself in front of people? And this is where I'm at right now with it. Affecting change with those around you isn't about running around telling everybody what they should be doing. (laughs) And, you know, you probably know this. It took me a long time to figure that out. But if I can breeze into a room and I've done my yoga practice and I'm walking around with my breath and body connected and I happen to bring a wonderful meal that I just made myself at home that, by the way, if the people that I'm bringing it to don't want it, I don't feel bad because I can then eat it because I like it too then I'm creating more harmony around me. I'm creating more home around me. I'm allowing people to inspire themselves to find a better way from the inside out. And that's a sense of home. Finding a real home inside me in the place that is my current home (laughs) with all the triggers, all the people, all the opportunities to slip into the habits of the past around me. That's a real practice for me anyway. So let me know if you've gone home (laughs) during this time or maybe another time, or maybe you've always been there. And that's cool. I really had this need to escape from birth, really, from my first real memories. I was very strongly feeling a pull that I would get out of here. I'm going to get out of Dodge. (laughs) Then I found out what New York City was, and that just seemed like the obvious place. It is the obvious place, at least for me in my life. And I got there. And if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. (laughs) That's not really the point at all. I'm sure I'll be there again. But being home, it's changed everything that I thought about wellness. Everything. And that's super wild because I've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) About 20 years. And essentially... If you're listening to this podcast, you've got so much figured out already. You're on your path, wherever that is. You're taking good care of you. You know how to eat better. You know how to do yoga. Or you're in some sort of exploration of yourself within that. We've all got our stuff. But if you're here, you're deciding 
to be here. You're deciding to pull yourself through it in some way, even if you stumbled upon this a different way. Here you are pulling yourself out right now. And wellness needs to come from the inside. There's so many products now, my goodness. Even 10 years ago, wellness wasn't even a word yet. There wasn't an industry so much around it of the the things you can buy (laughs) to make you well. We've definitely westernized this idea of wellness. Some of the things are super cool. I love a good juicer. Juicers aren't really that new. I love to have a special cream (laughs) to make my hands feel soft. Or maybe there's a, a beautiful yoga mat that inspires me in a certain way. But the good stuff are the practices. This is why I love that I share something essentially invisible. I share the experience of yoga and the experience of ideas through this podcast, through books. There's so much stuff already. (laughs) We have t-shirts and things like that. That's cool. But it's so fascinating to think about the real wellness and what is that for you and the real home and what is that for you. I'm really excited to go in the world again. My goodness, I'm curious how I'll feel cruising around. I know I feel really comfortable in myself when I'm out and about. That's always been energizing for me. I'm curious to see how things will progress. The sense of home, the sense of wellness. I feel like I've improved. (laughs) Teacher, did I do good this year? I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like I'm getting better. I feel like I'm getting less rigid, even though all I practice is softness. (laughs) But why I need to practice it is because life is so rigid it clings on to you. Home. All right, I want to play a voicemail, a couple of voicemails here. <sighs> After all of that, my goodness, home is triggering, isn't it? All right, here we go. Hi, Tara. My name is Amanda. I uh, met you and your husband and the founder of My Body Green all the way back in 2013 at the Soho Apple Store for a podcast or a, I guess, just a meeting of the mind share. I forget what they called. I don't have an Apple uh, product anymore, uh, except for my work computer. And just wanted to say it's, I am enjoying your podcast and reconnecting you with your work. And thank you so much for sharing the messages of being gentle with ourselves, especially through everything going on, obviously. And yeah, just wanted to say thank you again and hope you're doing well. And hope now I no longer work in New York and this is not a reply from the train. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. All right. Amanda. Yes, I do remember that. (laughs) That was a 
really fun day. So podcasts for me have been a long time thing, I suppose. 2013, we did a podcast, a special event at the Apple Store. Jason Walkup, founder of My Buddy Green, myself, Rich Roll, who is the king of podcasts now, his beautiful wife, Julie, who is the queen of all things well-being. She has a beautiful cheese company, a vegan cheese company. Oh, it's super high-end and incredibly delicious. I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. And Charlie Knowles, our friend who is a wonderful meditation teacher. And that was cool. I've, I feel really lucky to have been a part of that event and a few events at the Apple Store over the years. Soho has a beautiful Apple Store. Literally, we lived across the street. So it was a long commute. <laughs> and that just reminded me, I had a podcast, what technically was a podcast around that time as well through Blip TV, <laughs> a relic of the past. Some of my yoga videos I put on Blip TV and there was a button where you could literally select that would feed it to the Apple feed. And I didn't know what that really meant. I just clicked the button and all of a sudden it was a podcast and I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. And then all of a sudden it was the number one podcast in the health category. Now, back then it was just me and Oprah, (laughs) not to be like me and Oprah, (laughs) but there wasn't a lot of other ones. There was a few but I was, I beat Oprah a couple weeks in a row. So I'm just, just saying, Oprah, you need to call me. We need to do some yoga. Feeling better. Get in there. Let's do this. And then that kind of went away. <laughs> it was a fun little ride. Sony had made this television and I found out about this after it came out. They chose my picture of this podcast to be on the box of their television. And I thought, this is super cool. And somebody ended up contacting me, emailing my website, as you do, and saying, oh, we host the podcasts from Apple on our television. This was before TVs were super integrated with Netflix and Amazon and Apple and all of these things, way before Apple TV. So I thought that was really cool. I never actually got a box to save. I try to save some cool things that I've been a part of, but I was just thinking of that. And it sounds like, Amanda, you went home as well or to a new home. That's really cool. (sighs) Always grateful to be a part of conversations to help us feel better. And yes, be more gentle with ourselves. That's such a good reminder for me as well. Everything I share, it makes it so clear. Oh, yes. Does it fit in with being gentle on ourselves? Yes. Okay, then I will share it. Does it not? Okay, then I will not. (laughs) Save my energy. All right, let's do one more. Hey, Tara, it's Haley. Thank you for doing this. And one of the things I've been curious about is I'm really struggling with a lot of the people in our field um, because yoga is all about, you know, health and finding yourself and ease and everything. But so many people are kind of anti-science with that and it, they're taking it to extremes. And it just, as an immunocompromised human who had to really fight to get vaccinated and everything, it's so hard to deflect and to stay focused when everyone is saying, oh, just take vitamin D. And it's it's like, you know, I some everybody has different baselines. And so I just was wondering, how do you how do you handle that? How do you keep your focus when it seems like our field is going directly against sort of scientific 
fact and evidence. It's just, it's so hard. And I feel like there should be a way to do both, to, you know, love yoga and love moving in your body and support your health naturally. And also, you know, understand when science has a, has a place. So I was just curious about what you thought about that. Oh, Haley. First of all, I love Haley. Incredible human, incredible artist of many things. And yes, you are absolutely correct, of course. But it's nothing new. I've put myself in this field of yoga as an outsider, I suppose, or at least a feeling of an outsider. I didn't like the anti well-being things that I saw. I still get very angry about the abuse, the emperor's new clothes-ness of things. Teachers telling students they need to do all of these strange things that essentially make them feel worse because they're in a manipulative relationship. So these are the reasons that I came into this field. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And of course, as wellness became more and more popular, the lies become easier and easier and easier because it's just available. And unfortunately, it spreads like anything else and infects people's minds. But it's nothing new. It's nothing new. And we can't change anybody else. It's really hard to argue with somebody who won't do what you think that they should do. In this case, get the vaccine. My brother, I'm just going to call you out. (laughs) My brother will not get the vaccine. And some of my family members are really trying their best not to get the virus. If they do, bad things will happen to them as well. So there's been a bit of a struggle with allowing him to, to visit for holidays. And he ended up getting the virus over the holiday. And he repeats all the lines we all hear on social media. You know, a point for me, I won. Yay, I beat this thing. I I did the vitamin D and all of this. And my brother is not even in the wellness industry. So whatever friend group you have is going to be your beliefs for sure. And... It'll never make sense to me either. The idea of the self and the group is connected. It's so hard now with social media. I I think it's just important to, (laughs) for me at least, to, to stay away from the conversation as much as possible and to do my duty and to keep myself safe, to keep my family safe. We didn't share this. I didn't share this because, again, I I keep a lot of things private, but we pulled Daisy out of school. They did a Christmas performance and they had all the kids take their masks off during the performance as part of the choreography so they didn't tell the parents. And she came home and a couple days later, she got a really severe flu. Really, really bad. We had her tested for COVID. She didn't have COVID, but throwing up, losing weight, going to the doctor, that kind of thing. And we walk into the doctor's office and the doctor said, oh, you, you look like vaxxers. <laughs> I just said, excuse me, what the hell is going on? I said, oh, you don't really 
need the vaccine. You know, and and, and I, I said Daisy got sick at school because she they had the mask and the Christmas show and all these things. Oh, I don't really believe in in, in transmission. And I just said to the doctor, I said, we got to get out of here because if you're not going to, uh, you know, tell us to take Tylenol or whatever it is, I'm just bringing her here because she's had a fever for many days in a row and we would like a COVID test. Oh, you don't need a COVID test unless you're being paranoid. This is a doctor. This isn't only the wellness industry. And it does. It gets me so riled up. Mike wanted to move immediately. He said, we have to get back to New York. I just said, Mike, this is everywhere. This is this is the styrofoam in the water. And people are not bad people. There are a few people that I know that believe what my brother believes. And they're nice people. They're not bad people. But we can't change them. I don't see any evidence of arguing <laughs> being too much of a conduit for change. So I don't have an answer, Haley. I think you're incredible and you're doing the best that you can. And that's really all that we can do and try not to tie ourselves up in knots and try not to argue with each other and to try not to live in our phones and see all the things that we disagree with or all of the harmful information that's going out there and trying to comment back angrily because it doesn't work. And there's some people out there doing some cool stuff about it. My friend Derek Barris has a great podcast called Conspirituality, and he's illuminated a lot of the wellness industry's guru falling and public health going against and all of these things. So I kind of take comfort in knowing that there's some people out there doing some great stuff and that you can't change anybody. This is essentially just, in a way, we're all naked now. <laughs> Everybody's got their clothes off. And we all know how each other feel, how each other feels about all these things, you know? There's no hiding it anymore. Did you get the vaccine? Did you not get the vaccine? I'm not going to tell anybody I got the vaccine because I don't want other people to be mad at me. <laughs> I'm sure there's people listening to this that do not want to get the vaccine. And there's people listening to this that, of course, have the vaccine because it's 50-50 at this point. My goodness. So I've taken the standpoint of, I believe in science. I've always believed in science. I don't think that the scientists are the ones to fight. I don't think anybody is the one to fight. I don't want to fight my neighbor because he burns his leaves. I just am going to stay inside and I'll talk to him about it. I have talked to them about it. They've put pesticides nearby our lawn. I said, hey, have you thought about not putting poison in the ground? This is the eternal battle. <laughs> eternal battle. And all we can do is make good choices and also not stress ourselves out. And that's super important. And that's, again, something I've learned so much about coming here, coming home. We'll go into Walmart. They have a policy. You need to wear a mask. The person 
standing there supposedly enforcing this policy has the mask around her chin always. Half the people in that store wear a mask, half the people don't. What can I do about it? I'm going to walk around filming everybody on my phone, putting it on the internet? No. Just going to get in, get out, get what I need to get or not go there anymore. Figure out things the best I can figure them out and try not to create more suffering in the world. And I think really that's a message for the vaccinated, the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated by choice, the unvaccinated because you can't get it for whatever reason. That's a very, very small percentage, but still, we can all be a lot nicer to each other. We can all be more responsible for ourselves. Whenever I feel like yelling, (laughs) I wonder what can I do better? Or can I just chill? Can I just take care of myself right now and do the best I can? And there's always a positive answer in there. There's always a productive answer in there. And this will be over at some point and we'll still be naked left to deal with ourselves and each other. So I choose dealing with myself now because here we are. <laughs> Let me know what you come up with, Haley, because you're a genius and super beautiful and I love you. <sighs> All right, let's do some meditation (laughs) now that everybody is uh, feeling a certain way. Find a nice, comfortable place to sit. Notice how you feel. Remember you're responsible for yourself for your family. What can you do best to take care of yourself and your family? How can you publicly take care of yourself in front of other people? When you're with other people, when you choose to be online sharing things, how can you take care of yourself in the presence of others? How can you guide yourself and others toward a better way? Allowing yourself to go under the surface and to confront and be in that home with you. Home is a place where everything comes out of the closet. How can we? reorganize, make fresh, make new, do our best, care for ourselves, care for others without going bananas in the process. How can we slow down, connect, take good care? Simply breathing here now being here now.
doing what you can do. And that's it. That's all you'll ever be able to do. And it's more than enough. You're more than enough. There are no other people. There are other people, obviously. (laughs) But they're not our responsibility. They're not your responsibility. You don't have a magic wand to control the actions of others. So trying to will only bring you more suffering. It's a much worthier goal to do the best you can, do some practice, take good care of yourself, take good care of your family, and repeat. Affecting change on others is literally taking good care of yourself in the presence of others. You can inspire someone else by being in their presence while you're taking good care of you, while you're making wise choices. You can change somebody's mind by changing your own. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. When you're ready, gently open your eyes. Whoa, that was a big one. Lots of learning for me. Thank you for being here. Thanks for your participation in a better way, your contribution. You're guiding me along, guiding each other along. I'm grateful. See you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.